0: Hello everyone, welcome to Primecast, episode 21, news and announcements. Here's what's been going on at Privateer Press over the past month. The Dusk House Callis Army expansion arrived in stores on Friday, along with Admiral Boomhaller, the Reef Troll, Deepborn Dire Troll, and the Great Old One character War Beast Pack for Brinebloods. Mercenary Sky Raiders and Sky Bombers also started shipping earlier in the month, and are starting to show up over battlefields everywhere. We've been blowing up our Facebook feed with previews of upcoming Cadre, including the Orgoth Cursebound and the Ghosts of IOS. There will be more where that came from. So stay tuned to social media channels for Privateer Press. The beta desktop support for Mac OS and Windows launched in the War Machine app, allowing subscribers to access their force builds across any device they have the app installed. This was a major milestone needed to enable the Print to PDF function which will be the next step in the ongoing development of the War Machine app. We want to give a big shout out to the Tried and True gang in Delaware who launched an amazing online War Machine Community Finder early in October. If you've got a gaming community you want to grow or are looking to become part of the new community, check out the link from the pinned topic in Store and Clubs Finder in the Privateer Community Hub or Google War Machine Community Finder and the 411 on all the many distinct War Machine communities going on all over the world. We want to thank and applaud the incredible effort the fine folks at Tried and True put into creating it. And last, we're looking forward to seeing everyone coming out to Warfare Weekend this coming weekend. We'll be rolling out Blightergas for the first time in an upcoming Dragonfall event. If you're keen to catch up on current events in the Iron Kingdoms, be sure to read the hashtag Dragonfall series by Aaron Rudell. Part 3 is dropping November 1st, just in time to prime this legendary battle to come. Now, it's on to our show. Roll those beautiful drums. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Primecast. I have a very special episode because joining me are two of the players from the winning team from WTC Fresh from their victory and they're here to tell me about it so i have matthias and olav
1: hey how's it going i'm matthias i play the legions of dawn retribution at the wtc
2: hi i'm olav i play the Cater winter Corps at the wtc
0: awesome thank you for joining me what time is it there Uh, 9 p.m 9 p.m. It's noon here, so we got a nine-hour time difference in this, and so we're going to try to make sure we get you guys to bed. Let's tell the audience a little bit about who you are, um, what you do.
1: So I'm Ferdinand. I'm from Sweden, small town, close to Stockholm. I've been playing War Machine 14 and a half years since the end of Mark One. I. I started with Scorn and played, well, basically, uh, yeah, for 13 years. And awesome. still have them, of course. And how about
0: you, Olav? Where do you fit into this WTC puzzle?
2: My name is Olav, and I'm from, uh, originally from Westerås, in the middle of Sweden. Uh, I'm the captain of this year's uh, Team Asgard. Started playing 2013 with uh, Kador, and uh, still on them. <laughs> I've been to eight WTCs. Uh, So this is my eighth one, and uh, yeah, finally we managed to win it.
0: Heck yeah, that's amazing. It's great to hear. And so tell me, how did this journey start? What did you do to prepare? Where did you come up with the name Team Asgard?
2: So we had a bit, always have a bit of a dis- discussion, like what we should name the WTC teams. So we go with a theme across all the teams we send from Sweden and discard this time, Nordic mythology, to different planes, so to speak.
0: Awesome. So it sounds like across the different teams, you kind of knew who you wanted to bring and what your team names were going to be. So where did it go from there? That's the beginning of the journey. What's
1: next? Uh, so me and Olaf have been playing on the same team for 40 years i think no, this is my fourth year yeah, at the wtc and i always played with olav as my captain and after last year we had a great run we went four and two but uh, there were um, the losses were super close and we decided quite early that this year we would uh, really go for it and uh, really try hard to try and take the title which worked which we're ha- very happy about so we use ranking system. We used to have like a domestic ranking system, and now we use the long one where we um, look at who, who have played the most and who are the highest ranking people, and they form a little committee who then um, take out team members for the different teams and both who, who get to go where, and people can apply to be in the, on the teams.
0: Awesome and so once the teams were formed you guys were have been playing on the same team for a while so you kind of knew you wanted to team up together what did your team do to get prepared for the event
2: <laughs> the meta has very much been in flux this year with you guys pumping out the uh, legacy armies like <laughs> every month Yeah, it's been a uh, quite a lot of work going into like checking out the new stuff and seeing what's what's good what works what can be made to counter the stuff that's good and uh, also going back and revisiting old stuff when uh, new stuff come, comes around like the colossals kind of changed a lot it's been a lot of just trying stuff out uh, for most of the year and at the same time like of course going to tournaments and trying to perform in, in those and then uh, but then after the colossals came and all the all the legacy armies were out we the meta kind of solidified and we, I think we got a pretty good feel about uh, on uh, like what what we needed to keep tech against and be ready against. So that was the main train of thought there. So what did your
0: team bring to tech and counter the meta? What did what was your secret weapons?
1: Well, um, we knew like the top lists that we were fearing were. Uh, Shadows in Retribution, Phyron especially, Texas and the Cephalix, also Siphon. I'm not sure anyone dropped Siphon, I didn't see, but it's really, really strong. The new Signar, the Storm Legion. Ken, some Old Witch. Yeah, Old Witch and Orgoth, Zabref is really strong. Uh, so those were our main issues. And I think we had some some counters. You can't really counter everything, but we had some good good answers into it.
0: So, what did your team bring? What was your team made at Makeup?
1: Uh, so... so, I played Legions of Dawn with uh, Isyria as my main caster. I had a virus list with me, but I, I didn't really plan on dropping it. Uh, we had Olaf with uh, Wintercore. What, what's Ekaterina, her name? Ekaterina yeah. Baranova. Yeah. Uh, Niklas. <laughs> who is an old Mednoff player, found uh, he really liked the new Signal Storm Legion stuff. So he played Wolf and uh, Athena de Barro uh, Marcus Dröschmeister played, played Shadows and Oscar played uh, Cephalix because he always plays some flavor of Mercenaries. <laughs> nice.
0: So it sounds like you had a really strong team. What was your team strategy going into this? Did you know, you know, this is the person we put out first or this is the way we want to approach our matchups?
2: We, we put uh, quite a lot of time on preparing for each individual matchup. So we have like a Excel sheet with for every team. And then we put in our five individual matchups, how we feel about them. We have like a little ranking system. And then off of that, I like calculate who, who we can put forward and like uh, just uh, calculate the strategy for for each individual matchup so to speak
0: a little bit of reconnaissance you put it down in an excel spreadsheet and then you practice those things i would assume you know all right well if this is your matchup you need to be really good against x
1: yeah exactly
0: very methodical
1: yeah we looked at the um, the australians who won last year they shared mm-hmm. their um, they're like their <laughs> spreadsheet and yeah. we had something similar before and we stole some of their ideas as well and literally
0: um, put their spreadsheets in Primecast Plus last year they
1: yeah, yeah
0: it's good I like mm-hmm. I love that kind of level of uh deep research and the footwork that you know you kind of put in because you spend a lot of time just thinking about it and then you had it in practice how did it go
2: not exactly to plan because uh, <laughs> we lost every single roll off for the, <laughs> for no. the pairing process <laughs> I, I rolled a one for each of the four first games and then i rolled a two in the finals so no. we lost all of them
0: Get <laughs> fire that dice that dice is, should not be rolled you switched it at least halfway through right you were like that one's not going anymore you're done buddy
2: it kind of didn't because it kind of worked, you know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he said oh, it, it, it was working, you don't say, change what's working, all right.
1: Yeah, I exactly. offered to be uh to, to roll the dice in the last game, but he was like, Nope, this is working, we'll keep doing it. <laughs> I love gaming superstitions, let's go.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah,
1: then uh, well, I think uh, the
2: pairing process went pretty well for us in all games, I think. Uh, we managed to manipulate it in our favor uh, most of the time. Um, I think the final was the like roughest time we had matchup-wise, but even that uh, came came out well, so to say.
0: Awesome. Well, are there any highlight matches or games you want to talk about? I'm sure you each had some special matchups or opponents. You're like these were defining.
1: One of my strongest matchups was Pirates. I knew I, I had really good game into both Fiona Dude Spam and into Bart Armor Skew with Galleons. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I got to face them twice. I was super lucky. Ooh. I faced uh, Travis Marg uh, mm-hmm. in the first game. and great guy. He, he, Yeah, great guy, but he did not have a good time that game. Oh, no. <laughs> because I can just throw a- AoEs for days from a good distance. Mm-hmm. so. And he had a bad time with his tough rolls. So I was mm. just killing dudes left and right. Hyperion was crit consuming his solos. And oh no. Uh, turned a Commodore cannon into a terrain piece after he consumed all the small gunner dudes. <laughs> uh, so that was a really good matchup for me. And I got to face Bart in the semifinals. And uh, Blinding Light from Assyria just turned his galleons into melee jacks. Mm. So that's, that's also a bad time to be a pirate player.
0: Okay, so it sounds like you had pirates on lock. How about you, Olaf? Uh,
2: yeah, I guess I was on Storm Legion duty because I faced them three times. Um, uh, I guess the biggest scalp, so to say, was facing Team Germany Erlkenig's captain, Ben Beckmann, who has won the WTC in the past. Mm-hmm. So we had a captain off in our game against them, and uh, I took it home.
0: Yeah. All right. How'd it go? What What was the uh, backbreaker for you? Uh,
2: the backbreaker was Gallows. So it was Ekaterina versus Dybaro. And she doesn't really like being up against Gallows, I guess. So... Mm. I could just pick apart this list and, in the end, take it on scenario.
0: You had great matches and the spreadsheet worked and your going second strategy of Rolo. (laughs) Rolo. Is there anything else you want to highlight about the time, the event, the games that we didn't cover yet?
2: Yes, it's a really great time. Uh, to be at the WTC uh, playing even if you're not winning or like in the race anymore it's just a great time great people and it's just awesome to be there
1: yeah a shout out to Petter Sundberg who filled in for Team Sweden Hell. Uh, one of their players got COVID like last Mm. second just before he was traveling and we found a substitute in Petter and he went there and he arrived like uh, very late at night at like 1 a.m. or 2 a.m. or such. And he's kind of new. It was his first WTC, but uh, he showed up and he performed quite well.
0: Awesome. Whenever I bring on exceptional high-level players like yourself, the community is always like, why didn't you ask them this? Why didn't you ask them that? And there's so many questions I could ask you. But I'm going to put you in the driver's seat for a second. And I'm going to ask for a bit of special tech. Whatever you want to share, whatever you think is a highlight, either from your list or you saw in another list or at the event, you were like, hey, players, pay attention to this. Look at that caster. Look at this list. Because hearing it from your experience helps players who are just getting in or maybe looking to take that level uh, up into a Steamroller event or maybe just looking to play uh, at Warfare Weekend coming up and... Are not sure what they're going to play
1: yes i think um when starting your turn if it's like turn two two or three try to identify what will can you win this turn can you assassinate can you go five up on scenario uh and see what can i do to bring me closer to the victory uh make priorities like this is what needs to happen this game i need to make sure that Jack doesn't reach my caster, The Moros uh, sidestepping into my caster, threatening, I don't know, 17, 18 inches or so. Keep an eye on him, position yourself accordingly, and ask questions. Ask your opponents lots and lots of questions. How far does that guy move? Does he have any, like, out of activation movement? Does that unit have vengeance? Uh, So try to get as much information as possible, even when facing something for the first time. And uh, yeah, try to look at the game state at the beginning of each turn and try to make a little checklist of what needs to happen to bring me closer to victory. Yeah,
2: some uh, tips from Matthias there. Uh, I'm going to shout out a list. It's uh, <laughs> Malakov in 5th Division, Kador uh, Legacy. Sven, uh, Sven Dosch, his name is, uh, from Germany, Zabedlelinge, played it during the WTC. Uh, it's a great list. It's really a menace. Uh so check that out if you're if you like cater.
0: Excellent. I like it. Both we got a tactical tip and a technical tip from what to play and how to play. And it takes me back to the days of hanging out in the game shop, you know, and that's really where every good WTC team starts, right? It's just sitting around with your friends saying, How do we beat this list? or what are you playing this week?
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: It's been an absolute pleasure having you on, and we have just a little more time. So any parting shots, anybody you want to shout out or anything you want to say here in closing before we uh,
1: roll the drums? Uh, yeah, a big shout out to the guys from Finland. Uh, when th- most of the games were over and when we were waiting for the like winning announcements and such, I, was, I saw them, they were gathering up terrain, they were rolling maps and just making the organizers job so much easier doing doing some manual labor and really just awesome stand-up guys.
0: That's amazing. I love that
2: spirit. Shout out to social one meter uh, for her long term of service uh, to the WTC. She's on to, well, bigger and better things, hopefully. Uh, and well, shout out to our awesome Swedish meta. Uh, shout out to all the friends we made at the WTC. Uh, It's going to be awesome next year in Germany. Uh, And yeah. Outstanding. I love it. You were both
0: excellent to have on and very insightful. And I look forward to following and seeing what you do next.
1: Yeah, sure. Thanks for having us.
0: (laughs) Anytime. We have a tradition here, and I'm sure you've heard it on at least one Primecast, so you know what I'm going to say next. In honor of your win for WTC, WTC and all the hard work you and your team have put in, go ahead and say it.
1: Roll drums. Roll drums.
0: (laughs) Hello, everyone, and welcome back. In this segment is a regular host who I am always happy to welcome back, Eric Ryerson, Eric, how you doing today?
3: I'm doing great. How are you doing, Emmanuel?
0: I'm doing great. It's always a good day when it's game day, and tonight is game night. And just before this, in the behind-the-scenes backstage area, you were telling me that you got confirmation on exactly what you could spoil with us moments before we came out here.
3: That's right. What I'm allowed to discuss and what uh, we're still keeping close to our chest.
0: Excellent. So we're going to ride that razor line all the way down to the can and cannot tell me. What do you have in store for us next?
3: Well, right now we're finishing packing the Brineblood expansions and the Stormforge cadre. Mm -hmm. And as of this podcast, we should see those shipping internationally in a week or maybe just a little longer than that. And hopefully those will be along soon. Everything else seems to be pretty on schedule. We'll see the new Mercs coming out and the Chimera starter right after that. Excellent. In November, due to popular demand, we should also see a return of the, what were the preview battle groups? Only now redone with our new materials and in fewer pieces, like all the casters will be single part, obviously. Awesome. And those were a decision based entirely upon People kept asking for them. They kept saying they were <laughs> looking for easier entry points to help get their friends in. It's like, mm-hmm. we have the means. You know what? Let's listen to the people.
0: Hey, I've got a couple of them. I think they're super cool blisters. And it is easy to give as a gift, too, with holiday season right around the corner. It's a great way to get a friend in.
3: I agree. And like I, I get I get what people are saying, which is why we followed through with it. It was a very reasonable feedback to get. As you know, January is drawing close and we'll see our annual January update. Awesome. uh, Quite a few people are probably pretty stoked to see that. The biggest thing that I can tell you is that every Prime Legacy army that does not have four casters will receive a fourth caster. The only exceptions to that are likely Rule and Infernals no (laughs) it's okay (laughs) i mean they do have very well-rounded casters for them Uh, to force anything else is sort of a disservice to the feel of the faction as a whole so we didn't want to just ham fist something in for the sake of it but in that process we'll also see each army have at least two scout casters So that lower point games have more options and more learning options instead of, sorry, you have to use this one caster.
0: Understandable. Um, And I think that definitely gives you a little bit more variety, too, when it comes to that entry level that we've been talking about.
3: I agree. For the most part, the goal of the January update is to gently curb things in line. Mm -hmm. I think overall the balance is pretty solid. However, there's the top 10%, we'll probably make slight adjustments to to bring them closer to the average. Likewise, the bottom 30% or so arbitrary number we'll try and bring up and find what's making them not get selected and what's not working. The huge goal on our end is not only achieving like army parity against other armies but internal balance of the casters so that each of the casters feels like a solid, legitimate, reasonable choice for a regular or competitive play.
0: Excellent. That's news to my ears. I love a balance update. Sometimes it's just fun as a refresher. You get set into this is how everything works and I understand all my stuff and a little little extra to think about goes a long way.
3: I mean, in the process, we're going to try and hit rules that people have found confusing or... Whether whether we thought we writ them wrote them correctly or not, some mm-hmm. of them are a little word word salady, and we could easily add some clarity. And no reason not to. We'll also probably hit some uh, broader problematic abilities that are giving too much value or swaying too much army building decision making based on a single stated ability, and just normalizing things a little bit. The end goal is an even cleaner and tighter game that players both expect and deserve from us
0: i think it's great and it's definitely one of the wonders of the modern era and mark four that we're using the app and can just update you know fresh refresher the game a little bit it's it's great
3: another thing coming with 2024 is sr 2024
0: yeah
3: now this sr or steamroller will have mark four rules fully in mind from conception as opposed to being repurposed from a previous edition. And those excited to see it can see a preview of it at this year's Warfare Weekend.
0: It's super cool. I love all the new ideas going on, and I cannot wait for people to get their hands on it.
3: Everyone who's tested it has been really positive about the direction that it's going. And testers from casual to highest level of competition universally like where it's heading and like the feel of it. And it's also designed to be easier to run as a uh, event organizer. So try to hit everything.
0: I am on the edge of my seat to see what people think of it. I know that it's, it's just, it's War Machine. We keep changing, we keep evolving. There's always something new to play.
3: As we roll into next year, we'll see the last of the announced models for the first six Mark IV armies releasing that represent about 90% of their non cadre offerings. Mm. We'll also see the releases of the first cadres for each of those factions coming out. You've seen a lot of previews of those so far, I believe at least four of the factions.
0: Yeah. We had some on the last prime cast plus. If you haven't seen it, go check it out. The Orgoth were insane. The ghosts. of Right.
3: Yeah. The ghosts. And yeah, there's, there's more to show and we're excited to show it. We really like the directions and how these cadres are shaping up. Around I won't give a time to it, but we'll also start seeing uh, Colossals and Gargantuans coming forward for the new Mark IV armies. Oh, snap. Dun, or dun, dun. Duh. Mic drop. Stages of development on those. And those are one of the few remaining puzzle pieces to get the Mark IV armies all lined up.
0: Oh, man, that is exciting. I am literally ready to get up out of my seat and just start, woo, because that's that's music to my ears. I love the Colossals and Gargantuans. I have owned so many over the years. And it's my favorite pieces to play with. So I cannot wait to see what these new armies are going to have.
3: They're going to obviously be great showpiece and centerpiece models for the game. Oddly, the things I'm most excited about, uh, unfortunately, were vetoed. And I cannot talk about them just yet. <laughs> but I can say that... Some of the best is yet to come. Like, uh, we do have a seventh uh, Mark IV faction that will have an army. Uh, mm. We'll give a timeline, but coming along next year. And then after that, we'll start seeing the second armies for each of the Mark IV factions. Nice. Um, some of them have been alluded to, some have not. But they'll be the ones that the Cadres pair with compared to the existing ones. And honestly, I love all of them. Like... We have so many amazing armies coming out. It's incredible. And having to wait is utterly killing me. But we want to slow down the release of armies compared to the first year a little bit. We don't want to completely overwhelm people. We had to set a baseline and get the initial launch together. And now that we're doing more cadres and... Colossals and filling things out we can slow down the pacing of releasing brand new armies a little bit.
0: That makes sense and as much as I love the new armies just hearing that you know the Kadra and the Colossals are right around the corner there's plenty still coming out and then we'll have new armies right behind that.
3: Yeah I like I told you I couldn't be more excited about several of the things we have coming but alas maybe next time but <sighs> this has been a Pretty historic year. Uh, yeah. The launch of Mark IV, which we're super excited about. And we love the direction things are going. We love seeing the direction everything's going for the game and the company. And honestly, thanks to everybody. Like, we're excited to share 2024 with you all as well. It's pretty amazing.
0: I couldn't agree more. It really is all about the energy that everybody has brought, all of the... Uh, people out there who have contributed to the community to community growing to putting uh players on the map and connecting them together it has just been one heck of a year
3: yeah the atmosphere in every game club and at every tournament i've seen has been the best we've seen yet and i can only see it improving like it's just in a great state with a great community and i'm loving everything i see the fact that
0: we're just happy to see each other and to partake and share models and and play. And that's only going to be an infectious community for everybody.
3: Just sharing and the love of the game and the immersion of the world and lots of new fluff coming out. That's trying to wrap everything up and coalesce everything. Things where a hair disjointed due to the time jump. And we're trying to sort of round out the edges on that. Excellent.
0: Do you have anything else you want to talk about here in the end? We, Got through all the goodies, but I mean, like, what have you been up to? What have you been playing?
3: We actually had our first uh, little warehouse league games today. Yeah, tell me about it. it Before going to this fresh off the table, Uh, some of them playing Mark IV for the first time, even though they had played the previous editions. Mm -hmm. Some of them just sort of getting a new army under their belt as they try something new to teach some of the newer players, and it was great to see just dice rolling again and just the excitement going around.
0: That is awesome. So, and you, you're playing, um, dragons, right? Like you, you're all in on.
3: I am. I I'm playing uh, shadow flame shard right now and game one. Well, it went well. Um, <laughs> it was, it was also enjoyable to see in motion against someone learning it and like trying to figure out what it had I know I have a little unfair advantage there, but so I'm not like only a slight advantage. Planting a flag in it or anything, but it was still fun.
0: So, what did your what did you play against?
3: I played against Orgoth, actually.
0: Orgoth, yes, very nice person. After my own,
3: I used Warpath to set up a Hunter's Mark to slingshot a Vipex, to sidestep through things and Uh-oh. do what it does, you know? <laughs> yeah.
0: You see, you the the synergy there is so deep. It's so good.
3: And it's the like, trying to teach people how to visualize it. But the best armies have enough depth that you can't fully visualize every option the opponent has on their turn. And you're yeah. just going to have to do the best you can and wait and see and what they do with it.
0: I think, you know, and this is how I've always approached like war gaming in general, but it's a great way to look at war machine in the early days because it does become somewhat of a memory game of knowing what other things do too. in relative in relation to what yours do. But if you think about it in that old chess metaphor of like, there's a trade, I have to put something forward. What am I going to get in return? And, When it comes forward, do I have something that is going to take that back? And if you can essentially know about what things are worth and how things trade back and forth, then you can always interact with pieces. And then there are going to be surprises along the way because things aren't going to act in traditional ways, the ways you would think. And that's the creative player agency that everybody
3: has. Nick, I was was for the most part. Helping the games along and you know, f- ferrying people through their turns and making sure any questions were answered. And nice. it was great seeing people learning like how deep they could go with their turns that were relatively new. And like, wait, if I do this and mm-hmm. clear this out, then this guy can move here and do this. And if I cast this spell over here, then this guy is like, yes, yes, you're getting
0: <laughs> it. now boost, boost like you mean it
2: but yeah
3: me too and again just excited to see where it goes i'm i do read every feedback email that comes to feedback there's a lot of them and i try and respond every one of them i occasionally miss some sometimes because it's hard to read whether it's rhetorical or not Mm -hmm. and sometimes it's just because it got lost in the shuffle so if i missed anyone i apologize just send it again if you're still looking for a response
0: Awesome, that's a, uh, always a good, helpful tip, Eric. I appreciate having you on so much. It's always a joy to share what's going on behind the curtain and talk about games and crack open the developer head. Any parting shots?
3: parting shots? Parting oh, shots. I kind of blew my load here. I made <laughs> a bad turn of phrase. I you went I fully. spent boosted. all my focus here. I, um. I don't really have much left over except uh, hope to be able to share more with you soon.
0: Absolutely. Well, you know what you have to say next, right?
3: Roll drums. Yes!